0: happy monday beautiful people welcome back to the life inspired i am so glad that you have joined us for part two of our family series Um, it has been a lot of fun to re-listen to this episode and the uh just just the whole conversation and not only hearing Megan's story, but also just learning more about what different families look like and and the importance of understanding that every family is different. So it's been a really fun week. Um, Before we hop into the News Inspired, just wanted to take a quick second to recognize some of the hate that's going on in our world right now, and some ways that you can help to stop it. So I'm sure most people are aware that there's been a rise in anti-Semitism in the US in the the past weeks. Um, Everything from the violence that's happening in the Gaza Strip, to violence taking place on a smaller scale in our own cities every day. And so if you want to learn more about antisemitism and and how you can help to protect our Jewish friends, um, you can check out the notes of this episode and you'll find some resources listed for different ways that, that you can participate in the conversation about ending antisemitism. So with that, let us hop into the News Inspired. So first and foremost, HBO Max has released the trailer for the Friends TV reunion. I could not be more excited. I have been counting down the days since they announced this early last year, and then COVID postponed it and I was so upset. But if you're unaware, I watch Friends almost every single day, and Megan and I actually touched on that last week. But This is just such an exciting trailer. And if you haven't checked it out yet, just easily, you can find it on the internet. Just Google Friends Reunion Trailer. You'll see it. Our second headline this week is good news from uh, around the world. Israel and Hamas have declared a ceasefire after nearly two weeks of tense fighting. And while we mourn the deaths of so many, we are also relieved that the fighting has uh, ended and hope that the talks that are ongoing will result in peace in this area for years to come. Our third story this week is that Ariana Grande has married her fiancé, now husband, Dalton Gomez and I just love love and I'm so excited that they're starting their own family. So this has been The News Inspired and I hope that these are just the first of many headlines this week to put a smile on our face. Now we're going to hop back into our conversation from last week with Megan Schmidt as she tells us more about what it means to start a family. So last week when we left off with her, she had uh, talked to us about first meeting her husband and their engagement and marriage. And then she was talking about her son and their IVF journey, um, and kind of what they went through there. So we'll pick up in the middle of that conversation. If you haven't already checked out the first part of this series, you can listen to last week's episode, Am I Ready to Start a Family, Um, on the same platforms that you're listening to this episode on. And I hope that you'll check that one out before jumping into this conversation. So with that, I'll turn it over to Megan Schmidt.
1: On um, December 26th of 2019, um, my family and I, we were out playing laser tag um, in a town close to ours. And so we were out out there hanging out and um, I got a call from Bios Fertility that said my test results were positive. And so that meant I had a two week old um, baby inside of me and we I was so, so excited and it was so hard not to tell family to tell friends to yeah. scream and jump up and down in the middle of a laser tag place. So <laughs> it was it was difficult. Um, but I immediately called Ryan and I said the tiebreaker for SEC football is coming just in time for sec football season. We are a house divided. Um, I'm Florida Gators. He's uh university of Missouri Mizzou. So, you know, we, we have that divided. So that is, I, I had all these plans in my head, how I was going to tell Ryan, but I was so excited. I just had to call him. And it was, it was so, it was awesome, um, to have that. And then, um, so December, 2019 everything was great we were we were super excited January rolled around everything still seemed to be normal um February rolled around and the the talks of the coronavirus and the talks of all of COVID-19 and all these things started to come out like what what is that and so we were we were really worried um Because we had a few um, vacations planned and we had a few things planned. And so we immediately squashed those plans, didn't get to do a lot of that. Um, And then in March of 2020, like everything else, the world went on lockdown Mm -hmm. and we were faced with the harsh reality that what we thought it would be becoming first time parents was not going to be our, our reality. Um, I got to go in one baby store one time and everything else consisted of ordering online and ordering things in and then sending them back and ordering more things in and sending them back um, because it wasn't the right thing we didn't have a traditional baby shower we had a drive-by baby shower where i literally stood in the driveway and people drove by in their cars and handed me baby gifts i i wasn't allowed to touch them because at the time that's when mm-hmm. they were saying that covid was living on surfaces and so we left the packages in our house i think for like two or three days and then opened them. Um, So it was, it was a lot, it was a lot of hard things. And then, you know, you just kept thinking next month, it will get better. Next month, it will get better. We'll, we'll do whatever. But I think the hardest part of being a new family in a pandemic with an IVF journey, not knowing because it was considered a high risk pregnancy, Ryan was not allowed to go to the OB appointments with me. I, I had to go by myself. So it was a lot of sending him photos. He never, it was the last, I think month almost, but then it got cut off again, um, that he actually got to see or got to see Jeremiah growing at the actual time and not just from a picture. So I, I tried to take as, as many videos as possible. I tried to take whatever, um, because he couldn't be there with me. And that I think was probably one of the hardest parts was not having him, having him there. But you know, we can't we can't thank BIOS enough for helping us find out what was what was going on. Dr. Klonoff and Dr. Purdy and the entire BIOS team are the whole whole reason that we have our sweet little miracle baby here. And we we can't wait to work with them again in the future.
0: Yeah, no, that's, I, I love to hear your story because I think so many people need it and they need to hear that, that just because you don't have like a very traditional and easy experience, like that's okay. You know, so often I think, especially moms are worried about, um, anything that makes them seem like, you know, like a non traditional mother, like whether they're a single mom, Mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, a struggle with infertility, whether it's adoption or a same sex marriage, like I think so many people, especially moms need to hear um, inspiration that you might have to drive through icy storms, and you might have to go through a global pandemic. But like, in the end, you're still a mom with Mm -hmm. a baby boy. And a happy, healthy family. So I think yeah. that's awesome. What do you say to other people who are going through what you went through, um, whether it's you know the IVF journey or going through pregnancy during the pandemic, or just anyone who's really struggling to feel like their experience is valid?
1: You know, so many, so many different people. Everyone has their own story. Um, you know, for me, I just. I kind of thought it would just be normal. I thought I would just get pregnant, have a baby and things would be as normal as possible. I I never, I never could have imagined going through the IVF journey. I never could have imagined having a baby in a global pandemic where You know, Jeremiah just got to meet some family members just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I think that's been one of the hardest things of not being able to meet people and, you know, talking to other moms, you know, they, we all kind of have the same experience. I, Jeremiah has had very, 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 very limited exposure to people. Um, and, and when he does most wear masks or unless, unless you're vaccinated and I feel, I feel you're, you're being safe. I feel you're following everything. Then we're okay with you like coming around. But, you know, I think, I think one of the hardest things was knowing that he was three months old before you even got to meet him, knowing that you would have probably been one of the, you would have been one of the first people to have met him at such a young age and having to wait. Um, for you to meet him and having to wait for so many friends and family members um, for him to meet them. And, you know, Thanksgiving wasn't what my family thought it would be. They had to wait until Christmas to meet, um, to meet him. And we have such a tight, close knit family um, that that was, that was really, really difficult for me. I was like, I just want you to meet my child. And, you know, my, my escape when when i said i was going to become a stay at home mom i thought this is there is not a better job there is absolutely no better job than being a stay at home mom because you know i got to watch watch his first crawl watch his first sit up watch his mm-hmm. first turnover uh, hear his first word and and everything and i'm i'm here with him 24/7 and um you know it's it's great but when i thought i was going to become a stay at home mom i thought we'll go to friends houses, we'll get to hang out with other kids, we'll get to do whatever. He doesn't know anyone his age. Yeah. He knows one other baby that's 2 weeks younger than him and that's it. Um and you know, just just the experiences that he's missing out on. Um and and for us, you know, you you think about things we weren't allowed to have any visitors at the hospital, so we missed mm-hmm. out on all of that. I was extremely thankful that Ryan and my mom both were able to to be at the hospital um but then it was very limited how how long my mom could be there mm. and my mom is my support system yeah. and she she was she administered every shot that I had to do through IVF um so she was she was with me through through everything and not being able to have her there the whole time uh was was really hard but for For non-traditional families, you know, family has always been my number one priority um, for for so many things. and so many combinations make up a family. um mm-hmm. there's there's no longer a textbook definition of of what makes up a family. And you know, I remember it's it's been probably ten years ago I was babysitting a little girl and she said, "Megan, do you have two dads like I do?" And I was like, no, I don't. I said, I have a mom and a dad, but I said, girl, I said, not, I said, that doesn't mean anything different. I said, mm-hmm. your parents love you like my parents love me. And we are, uh, Jeremiah likes Barney. We are one big happy family. And that's just how we, that's how we roll. You know, you gotta, you gotta quote what your kid watches every once in a while. He doesn't watch much television, but you know, you gotta bring in, you gotta bring in Barney every once in a while. But, you know, it's, It's no different. And, you know, I grew up in a very traditional family, mom, dad, brother. My husband comes from a little bit um, different of a family. You know, it was just the four of us on my side. Ryan comes from a family of six kids and two two parents and his two brothers were adopted. So, you know, uh, when forming a family, you have to decide what's right for you. Um, not, not what a textbook says, not what dictionary.com says a family is because, you know, you might be a single mom, a single dad, a blended family, a biracial family, a same sex couple family, a traditional mom, dad, family, whatever, a teen parent. And there are so many other ways that bring in a family and, you know, family, family isn't always blood relation. Family isn't always biological, but only you know what's right for you and what's what's right for you. You know, your, your family story is probably one of the coolest ones out there. Kids, (laughs) kids gone and, you know, another adoption, um, in the midst of everything. And, you know, I think, I just think that's so cool. And I love, I love when your dad tells the story of of how your sister came to be with your family. I think that's so, that's so cool. And, you know, your parents thought they, they were done and they weren't. And that's, and that's the cool, and that's the cool thing. And, you know, so many people have different things and we have, we have three or no, we have two embryos left that are that are being frozen by BIOS right now. Um, And we can implant those whenever, whenever we're ready. Um, but, you know, adoption has always been on the table for Ryan and I, we've always, we've always talked about adoption and knowing like, you know, if we have three boys, maybe we'll adopt a little girl, or maybe if we have uh, Jeremiah and two little girls, maybe we'll adopt another little boy. You know, we've always talked about different things, um, for that.
0: No, there was so many good little little snippets in that that were just such good like advice and inspiration i think for so many people um but i love how you said like what's right for you is right for you Mm -hmm. and then you brought up like it can change you know over time um like you mentioned like my parents had three children and then what like 18 years later they were like okay now is the time to adopt yeah Um, and they found their daughter who was perfectly right for their family and and was there all along and the timing was just right. So yeah, it is great to hear that, you know, that inspiration that so much, yeah, so many different families and so much can change.
1: I remember at one of the things that your family had when your family was going through the process, your dad was talking about different things and just saying, you know, we kept praying like, who is this little girl's dad? who is this who is this mm-hmm. gonna be who is this gonna be and I just remember your dad saying when like finally he looked in the mirror and was like oh god you meant me you meant I yeah. was supposed to be this little girl's um dad and I just I think that's so cool after like you said all three kids out of the house almost done with schooling and starting starting the process, over again in the teen years. And yeah. what made your parents want to start over in the teen years is, know. <laughs> is crazy, but at the same time, so cool because they knew, they knew what they could do for her and they knew what they could do for your family.
0: Yeah. I think even they were a little surprised by that, but um, speaking of, are there any big surprises that you had after you like after I'm trying to figure out where to pick it up, because there's so many stages of a family. And obviously, you've already talked about so many things you weren't expecting. But like, after your son's birth, what like, what surprises have you run into since then?
1: Um, you have to become a morning person. Mm -hmm. And I think you as good as anyone else in the world knows that I am not a morning person (laughs) at all. whatsoever. But I I have an absolutely fantastic husband that took took the night shifts because I am home all day with Jeremiah, um, and so Ryan Ryan took those those night shifts, those middle of the night whatever feedings and diaper changes and whatever, but. Uh, knock on wood, this child can still continues to sleep through the night. Cause we are eight months old. <laughs> We've slept through the night since like four, like one month, I think. Oh, well, um, things. so he, and you know, you tell people that and they're like, my three-year-old doesn't even do that. I'm like, "Listen, <laughs> We are blessed with our child. I don't know how long this is going to last. And the next one we are told is going to be a holy terror because he sleeps through the night and is great. Um, but I have learned, you know, you the surprises are it's no longer about you um, mm. and and you have to put you have to put the baby before yourself and whether you have really, really need to pee, sometimes the baby needs snuggles more. and mm. sometimes you you just have to put you have to put yourself second. Um, but one thing, growing up that i always that i was always taught was to have joy in life you have to put jesus first for j other second for o and yourself last for y and so you know to have joy even though surprises do come up and things things change and things whatever um i think no matter what we can always find the joy in surprises um even even if they're really, really hard surprises. But I think that's those are about the surprises. And don't have a baby in a global pandemic. I think that's I think that's the biggest surprise of all. Don't just don't, just don't.
0: People who are sitting at home like seven months pregnant are like thanks.
1: I know, right? Yeah. Um, Don't do
0: that funny. So before we go, is there anything you want to share anything at all, whether it's any recap, anything we've said, any advice you have for someone who's considering starting a family, anything at all that you want to share before we go?
1: Yeah, I think one thing that you have to have with with your partner or or with yourself um, is communication. Um, And knowing, you know, I have I have a friend who who is single and has decided to become a foster parent. And she has two of the cutest little kids that you will ever see in your entire life. They're just absolutely precious. And, um, you know, that was right for her. Um Ryan and I spoke about our journey, you know, whether whether you and Nick start talking about your journey <laughs> he's he's probably like great what has jace done to us now. I'm
0: gonna hope you um, he don't hear this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, everything everything will happen at the right time. Um make sure you're financially ready to to jump in on this. You know, we we live in a really small town. So the resources that we have are really small and, you know, just, just learning um, a couple of weeks ago, I about had to make a mad dash to St. Louis, Missouri or to Fairview Heights because no one in Mount Vernon had the formula that Jeremiah used. And so thankfully they finally got it in. I had collected because I have, formula at my grandparents' house. I have formula at my uh, parents' store. And so I collected like all the formula that we had because just as we run out, I just run to the store and grab some, but we were running to the point where we didn't have, um, we didn't have like any more resources. So, you know, just make sure you're financially ready. Um, things, things come up all the time and, and, you know, diapers and formula and things are expensive, but you know, there, there are so many services for anyone out there to, to help with it. And, you know, a baby is a serious, serious thing. You have to make sure you're mature enough. Um, you know, it, it's not like the baby doll or it's not like whatever that it's like, you know, you get a new toy and it's like, Ooh, this is fun. Let's play with this for a little while. And then mm-hmm. you just shove it in the back of the closet for a while. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't give them back. You can't like do whatever, like you are responsible for a life for the rest of their life. And mm-hmm. you know, it's sometimes I wonder, and I know you had talked about like, pets too. Um, sometimes I wonder if getting, having a baby and getting a puppy at the same time was a good idea. (laughs) Sometimes I still question my judgment on that one. Um, but you know, that was a lot of responsibility all at one time. And sometimes I'm like, I can barely get myself ready. I can barely get myself together. And now I've got myself, a baby, a puppy and all kinds of other stuff. So, you know, just, everyone has their right time and it will come to you when, when that time is for you.
0: It's perfect. I so appreciate you letting us all into your story a little bit. And uh, some of the things that you've learned before we go, thought we could have some fun at the end of this episode with our lightning round today. So for today's lightning round, um i did some some digging about celebrities and celebrity okay. families because talking about families on some different celebrity families and some things that have gone on in their lives so what i'd love to do is read you a little fun fact about a celebrity family and have you guess what family it is okay are you ready
1: uh sure i'm terrible with celebrity <laughs> things but sure why not Let's just, let's,
0: let's just give this a try. If you get it right, you get bragging rights. If you get it wrong, no harm, no foul. And I have four yes. families. So you get to make four guesses. So this first one, this family with their own actor turned singer once took guardianship of Ryan Gosling during his childhood so that he as a Canadian could film in the US. What family was this?
1: I have no idea.
0: It was the Timberlakes.
1: The Timberlake, very interesting. Justin
0: Timberlake's parents had temporary guardianship of Ryan Gosling in their childhood. Isn't that interesting? It's very it was interesting. Fun.
1: Wasn't he at the Memphis basketball game when we went there? Wasn't he there that night? I think when we went to, when we were in Memphis.
0: <laughs> this was, was this was um, eight years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't, I don't I, really, I, I'm pretty sure he was. I don't know. Really have, really.
0: have fun. Um, next one. This family has certain members who have chosen a vegan lifestyle to reduce body odors and therefore reduce the need to shower. What family is this?
1: I don't know this one either. I'm, like, gonna fail. It's a good thing this isn't, like, actual school. I wouldn't do very well in these imagine questions. imagine
0: if there was, like, a celebrity's class? No, these are actually kind of hard. This was the Jobs family. Steve Jobs
1: interesting. Um, As I have seven Apple products in front of me, you think I would know know more about the family that created the products in front of me?
0: No, I'm like scared that they're listening to me now talk about it. (laughs) Right. Um, okay, two more, two more. So this family was amazed when their science genius daughter, who had two official scientific papers published before high school graduation, decided to leave her science career to become an A-list actress. What family was this?
1: What's her name? for is it the girl from Big Bang Theory? I feel like she.
0: Oh, I don't. I don't know her name. I don't think so.
1: Amy. Farah Fowler has is actually is actually a neuroscience, so that's is who I was. She really, yeah, she really is a neuroscience. Oh, ne- neuroscientist. Um, so I was gonna guess. I don't even know her name. I know Amy Farrah Fowler. That's terrible. Or Cat. <laughs> I don't. I don't know her real name, so I don't know. That's who I was gonna guess.
0: It's not her. It's the Portmans. Natalie Portman was having papers published in scientific journals before she graduated high school and then That's became an there's so many scientific celebrities like um kim what's his, kim jong he was a doctor yeah. before he was an actor like so many scientists
1: um
0: okay okay last one i think you'll get this one uh the father of this family was rejected from fashion design school before starting his own company and making millions as a clothing and footwear designer what family is this It's a very famous family. It's
1: a very famous family. Um, Very famous. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm terrible at this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Footwear. Footwear.
0: Who's Mm -hmm. a famous footwear designer?
1: Mark Jacobs.
0: Oh my gosh. No, Kanye West. It's the Kardashian West West family.
1: Uh, you know, I was actually thanking the Kardashians. I was gonna say the Kardashians for every single one of these answers. Like, no, I don't keep up with, I don't keep up with the Kardashians. There you uh, go.
0: Ha ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> ha, yeah,
1: I don't, I'm terrible.
0: I mean, you've gotta always include a Kardashian in every celebrity anything, so. That is true. Anyway, that was a fun lightning round. I don't know. Something new. Um, Well, thank you again, Megan. Uh, Well, I need to address three things before we go. First, I need to thank you for all of your time and your expertise and your wisdom. Second, I need to apologize to Nick and just... you can ignore the whole episode and third just thank you to everyone who listened today if you haven't already head over to apple Podcasts, give us a rating and review if you like the show you can also follow us at the life inspired pod on instagram and facebook and i really hope that today's conversation brought you a little bit of joy and that it helps you to live the life inspired thank you megan
1: you're welcome thank you jace